Okay, withdraw the Jang, Blossom and Silence. See, I said your name. You were teaching me how to say your name. What is in China they have? Uh, what, what kind of uh, pronouncement do they have? You were teaching me with the tongue? So it's the fourth tongue in China. And fourth the, tongue. And the zhi is a, is a curved tongue. The curved so, tongue. Yeah, you need to curve your tongue like um, touching the top palate. Yeah. But we, and, I guess, the English language doesn't have uh, words like that, or, or, or. Um. Yeah, English language have a, which is different, which is like touching the left and right side of your tongue on the teeth. Yeah. And, but the Chinese one is only touching the middle of your tongue, but not side. So that's also some why some Chinese students come here, uh, have a lot of trouble pronouncing number three. Number three. Okay. Uh, they say number three. Yeah. It's, it's... I'm I'm still yeah improving, but I think I'm not too bad now. It, it's so funny. Uh, I had a I, my garage my garage store was uh, was 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 having problems, and the person who originally installed it was Chinese, but he doesn't speak he doesn't speak English, so he was trying to negotiate with me a raise and like fix my garage my garage door opener. But we didn't. We weren't communicating. We didn't. I speak English. He speaks Chinese, and and nobody speaks each other's languages. So we communicated for for for, for thirty minutes and barter rates uh, oh. without speaking the language. And he was. We were both speaking. He was speaking to me in Chinese. I was speaking to him in English, even though we couldn't understand each other. So anyways, just it's just funny how like a negotiation of rate uh, occurred, even though we had no understanding of it, of what we were saying to each other. That's quite interesting. <laughs> So let's talk about your film, Blossom in Silence. Uh, play the documentary short film festival. Sorry for that, my own little uh, random thing. So amazing film. Uh, so it's about uh, the girl, Laura, Laura Zhao. How, where did you first meet her and how did that film come about? Like, when do you remember when you first met her? Yeah, so this film was came to my mind quite a sudden um, because I was actually looking... Uh, I was participating in a cave rigging class. So, you know, cave rigging is kind of dangerous. It's the uh, first people to go into a cave and takes a lot of responsibility. And I met her in the class, but by the time we were just um, classmates, uh, nothing like collection. But after that, I stayed in the area for several days to go sightseeing. And she's a uh, um, she's living in the area, so I visited her home, and that kind of shocked me how well her home is decorated with all kind of um, all kinds of equipments and her art, uh, the drawings, and I was kind of excited. I think, um, and I was I was thinking like those film sets when they want to build some character. They often go some crazy um production design um to kind of use the environment to tell the stories mm. to to tell the characters background. And I think, oh, her home looks so much like a film set. Uh, I was joking to her. <laughs> but after that that night, I felt like this story is kind of uh, also so I began to think about the stories rather than her home decoration okay. <laughs> and and think thinking that her life story is kind of worth mentioning um because she um uh, didn't 
had a great like traditionally or socioeconomically like so successful life yeah. uh, at that time but she's living a type a life that i think really valuable and it's very positive and the um kind of way of living um but i don't know yeah. maybe she don't quite agree with this or <laughs> but she's an important story now right because she's 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 had a hard life she's female yeah she's, she's uh she's basically and she's basically doing things how she wants to do it right like she's doing yeah. it her own way and she's not letting any roadblocks stand in her way she's a new generation i guess right yes um yeah and then kind of freedom um yeah it makes me think like because i'm from uh engineering background originally mm -hmm. and then had some mental issue and began to use filmmaking as my escape and then I, I began to use her life to reflect on our design, our, our value, on the, especially in the engineering community and among those famous school students. And thinking, actually, those, my classmates, they kind of have a narrower choice range because they are so pressured by the society. Uh, need to get a good job, go, need to work in yeah. the computer industry uh, and make money. Yeah. That's the end goal. But, you know, when you had mental struggle, you begin to realize what is real and what is important. People normally are very materialistic and thinking that money and materialized things like cars horses are the most important thing but yeah in the end how about if you have a successful life but you're unhappy every day so let's give people a background so you're you're 20 okay you're 24 years old you yeah. have an um an engineering background uh an engineering degree and a computer science uh degree at uh berkeley right one of yes. the top schools in the world and then, then you're also a filmmaker, and you sell mostly the like this film, like uh, you celebrate extreme sports and <laughs> climbing. So it seems like you've accomplished more than at 24 than most people have in their whole life. And you're so, what are you going to concentrate on? You're going to concentrate on filmmaking. You're concentrating on on um, engineering, and uh, you're concentrating on computer science. Like, what is your future? What are you going to concentrate on? Yeah, this is a very hard problem, and. Yeah. I think for, <laughs> for my classmates, they just think, wow, he's cool, but I don't do that. And it's kind of stupid because the competition in the computer science kind of domain is just so fierce. Yeah. You know, people spend their entire life trying to um, get into some school or get into some job, maybe spending years, uh, not years, but several months, seriously. Um, practicing the code challenges to get a job offer. Uh, so it kind of seems like um, if you want to be kind of successful, you need to do the right direction every step. And especially in computer science, if you want to become a PhD in artificial intelligence, yeah, you almost need to go to the right step 
and work very hard from yeah. freshman year when you are in undergrad. Yeah. And I think that's kind of ridiculous because nowadays I, I still believe that artificial intelligence have some fundamental limitation and there's some fundamental theory that people haven't came up with. But when you are chasing those goals and the goals already like usually tied to publishing papers, yeah. you usually only choose the short time um, outcome as a, as a goal you are not going to make those fundamental breakthroughs. So what I thought is I want to explore some other completely different side. Yeah. Yes, and that's when I also coupled with the plan to kind of explore to solve my mental issue. Yeah. Because uh, I had depression in the third year of university and yeah. it was quite hard. Um, so all those plans came together and made a grand, like a grand plan. So after graduation, I spent two years not coding at all, but only doing expedition and filmmaking. Gotcha. It is not, it seems to be your, well, your passion, right? But I understand there's pressures and you're very smart and yes. you can do lots it of things. Almost became a job. <laughs> Yeah. So well, your yeah, I was working for passion is your job. And to, to go back to what you're talking about with computer science is that the way you describe it is that you have the order to be successful, you have to go all the way. You have to fully commit into that career path to be, yeah. to be successful. And if you and if you don't commit fully, then you won't be successful. But the thing is, I don't think that's correct. Okay. And I do the things I feel right, not other people tell me to do. Okay. And I think Nora shares the same idea. So you're this film that uh, this film Blossom and Silence, which is an interesting name for kind of like it's a really a poetry about her philosophy in life or what you filmed and what you put in the film. She's really like telling narrating the story, but it's really poet poetry about kind of like her ideology or perhaps your ideology about what life should be about, like what life mean, what, what the meaning of life is, I guess, in a sense, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, you know, I'm actually, so my original plan um, of the film was to sell on the idea that you need to um, take more value, put more value into your inner welfare. So it's your happiness and fulfillment. Um, and another thing is, because I'm also a caving rigging operator, uh, I know what my mind can become in under those extreme pressure, like life and death pressure. So, uh, yeah, when people talking about extreme sports, they usually think extreme sports are exciting, adrenaline wash. But actually, when you when you to it, it's quite the opposite. It, it's a calmness that draws me into the sport. So I want to say on this idea that um, extreme sports is actually a way to calm yourself down. And another thing is it's a tool for your inner discovery. Because um, when you are in a normal city life, like operation condition, your mind is covered by layer and layer of stories, yeah. your plans, your things, other people talk to you or others. But when it's life and death, it's simple. 
So let's get to the practical. Like, so how do you, so you said you're a professional, you can rig, you're, 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 you've, you have experience uh, rigging because everybody's watching the film and yeah. you're in these caves and it's in your, you're right there watching them do their caves. But at the same time, there's a camera operator, which is probably you. So you gotta be, you gotta be slouched on. You gotta be like doing the same thing that they're doing, but you have a camera, uh, also have a camera on too, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm actually doing camera work and rigging at the same time. So it's hammer drill on one hand, uh, camera on another hand. <laughs> That's that. Not, and how did and you said you you've done you have vast experience doing that? Um. Yeah, I I took the class together and I eventually uh, got the certificate. That's a career right there in in, in the in the movie industry. There's like they're always looking for great camera operators to do. <laughs> things right like that you, you're focus pulling as well like you're basically doing a lot of things like oh yeah you noticed yeah yeah, yeah. I, I did use some interesting focus pulling yeah yeah so that's a, that's a job right there that's a career right there that you just created for yourself mm -hmm. if you want right so because <laughs> the scenes that you got have in this film are spectacular like you're really you're really down in the caves um yeah so and and also by the way i so i actually didn't take this film that seriously when i was shooting it okay so i had also to finish the kind of intern or homework of the rigging so i was okay. also doing rigging practice and at the same time okay. actually i missed some of the best shots which is quite sad <laughs> And then, and but then I guess basically what you're saying is that then you got to the, then you started like putting the footage together and I'm like, oh, there's a film. Here. Yeah, I, I think it's actually worked out fine because um, I, I did put enough time into it. Oh, and by the way, um, one interesting thing is I originally shot the film with 2.35 by one aspect ratio in yeah. mind. And then when I was in post, I think, no, it's a vertical vertical sport so i should probably go four by three and um, we have my friend who's also editor yeah that's a great idea and i tried so all my compositions are kind of ruined but after some adjustment it it worked really fine so this tells me like aspects ratio isn't that important as people think no probably not <laughs> <laughs> which is you gotta you guys smile about that so it really this film and you, you kind of alluded to it before it's really about mental health as well right about like getting yeah, over yeah. Your depression like basically what you're feeling like she she got i'm paraphrasing what she said in the case but she kind of alluded that that when you're scared of cave, she's she's calm feels, yeah um whenever she feels like she's having some anxiety in the life she just come to a cave and rest yeah yeah so that's but that's, that's her true. that's her thing right it's like people some people run some people swim some yeah. people like from a like from the fist it's order to like shut down your mental um you're kind of like you're almost like absolutely panic right so you you use the physical to kind of get you out of your mental uh kind of like uh i guess your 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 mental depression or whatever you want to call it. You just, it's, yeah. it's putting yourself out your body out there. Right? Yeah, it's putting the pressure is putting people in another state of mind. Yeah, exactly. Which might be 
better or more peaceful or more simple. And that brings a window to human beings to realize there's some alternative ways of the mind can function and opens the possibility to change. Yeah, I like I I've, I've there's some actors that I know who are rock climbers and they they live by that. Like they they really believe that they're that it gets them out of their depression, it gets them out of their their whatever whatever kind of like the the madness of of life between your you know you're talking about your studies and like about like about like things the pressures of success or whatever it is and then it just like it, it doesn't matter when you're doing that I guess right yeah yeah so I recently got into free diving <laughs> oh yeah that that's what I was gonna ask you free diving is the next thing for you but then again you're gonna run out of stuff to do right like um. <laughs> No, no, I I don't want to say in the end I I may get to like cave diving, alpinism climbing, or wingsuit flying, those kind of the top of the pyramid kind of stuff. Um no, don't do it. Top of the pyramid. Yeah, uh, yeah you, you can find calmness inside it, but the risk is it's also objective. It's also substantial. So, <laughs> what I think the final thing is for people like yourself is is uh, landing in our Antarctica, and like and like and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just like parachuting down in Antarctica and like doing some kind of a race in in the in the coldest like place place in the world. Oh yeah, um, you mentioned this. Um, are you mentioning those Red Bull videos? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I just, I'm just like, I don't even know what it is. I think that. I think oh yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a quite interesting distinction between the direction that the outdoor films industry are constantly going and what I want to do <laughs> or some, some other people they want to do. So um, I think the, the most standing out one is Red Bull and their video is, it's really the definition of adrenaline rush. Okay. Doing all kinds of stunts, crazy stuff, and fast movement, and this kind of stuff. They're cool, and they are like um, easy to gain a lot of views. Mm. Um, but yeah, the problem is if you actually ask the the athletes in the video, yeah. um, do you think it's adrenaline rush or it's calmness? Um. Probably most of them will say it's calmness. Yeah, probably. It's, it's, it's different. That's the, the thing they want to express and the thing that's really there yeah. is really different. But another problem is if you want to do something that's telling, yeah, I'm doing it for peace of mind. Yeah, just sitting like this, um, calm. It's boring <laughs> for most of people because we are living a, um, like attention. Yeah. Uh, selling attention kind of so tell me about tell me about the calming uh the editing process so you said you're just doing you're just taking shots of this of your friend and uh then you realize you have a film and editing but then you got to tell a story right like what did you like when did you realize that okay there's a film here and did you like add more footage did you follow over somewhere else like what oh yeah how was the process of making putting this film together Yes, so um, actually I, I did have a, a film in mind before I began to seriously, not, not too seriously, shooting the footage, but my original plan was to make a maybe three-minute or five-minute short film and maybe I edit, edit, edit it 
in two weeks. Uh, <laughs> but after that, because my another project, big project got delayed, uh, that project became my main project. And the process of the filming was I started with the interview and did the caving with her and ended with another interview. So I had some rough idea in the beginning, yeah. in the middle of the shooting, and then got some follow-up in the end. Uh, actually, after that, after two months, I did another follow-up. Um, but okay. the footage um, didn't get used in the film, actually. Um, so in, in the editing process, um, I was doing it all by myself and it was my first time doing a film that's more than 10 minutes now because before then it was only three minutes and this one it's 16 minutes yeah uh, it's much bigger project you and, you're, you're a natural storyteller because you start you like you start the film with like she's on she's like basically roping up or whatever you want to call it and she's gonna yeah. like you all you do is you see this she's on top of this mountain and all you do is see this like you're like a perfect shot and you're looking down and you're like oh my god like this is crazy yeah, yeah, go up yeah. go, go up high and, and climb down this mountain it's it's just, it's the nuttiest thing i've ever seen in my yeah, life. this this piece so is like you're uh, 18 meters and it's like the audience is like hooked. It's like, okay, who is this person? What's going on? And now we have to watch the next 16 minutes of your film. It's a great way to yeah, start. Yeah, you know, this is the immediate race. Uh, so you start with action. Yeah. Um, I I don't think it's, it's kind of special. It's kind of typical in a film. Um, but yeah, for documentary involving those kind of action things. It's but it, was, it wasn't action though. It was more about like, it was more like, because we didn't see her go down. We just saw her on, on, on setting up, right? It was more yeah. about like yeah. the process. Yeah. So yeah, this film, the entire story and I, I spent three months putting it together. Yeah. So I got some stickers to, uh, I mean, I firstly reviewed all the, I think it's three hours or four hours of interview and loaded all the sound bites, made a lot of loads. And from those sound bites, I... Um, got some interesting one and wrote it down on some stickers mm -hmm. and put it on the wall and say trying to arrange them into some kind of form that makes a logical sense mm -hmm. um yeah it, it was really hard because i used several workflows actually because <laughs> I, I was trying different workflows I, I don't know how to deal with this larger larger amount of data yeah. Uh, eventually, I learned that you need to. It's a good idea to pay maybe ten bucks for uh, auto transcription. <laughs> for like, yeah, I should do that early. Probably, yeah. But then, so then, so then, like the themes of freedom, the themes of like, of like not being bogged down by somebody or by something or by uh, uh yeah, a, a and, and then the way of or, or work or whatever it is, right? yeah that's her thing it's like she she is who she is and it's like it's such a it's such a um an allegory of like you know an asian woman living in north america basically uh, no no china right? sorry pardon china she, yeah you could be sorry i apologize sorry but like uh, in 2022 i apologize so basically 
that's what I meant. So, and like, and so like, it's sort of, it's, if you know what I mean, it's like, that's sort of the modern times that we live in. Like we're, the world is shifting, right? And she's helping the world shift. Um, yes, I, I'm glad you had this kind yeah. of understanding. Um, I mean, this film, I, it can be portrayed as several different kinds of understanding. And I intentionally put a lot of information inside it. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, you 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 can have a lot of different kinds of understanding. Um, yeah, for for this one, I think it is. So you know, for now, people in China began to thinking about their uh, meaning of life because uh, working so hard and that much of hour, but didn't have enjoyment time. Mm -hmm. Um, it makes sense in some period of time but um you you then begin to realize what's the meaning of it uh, i think this is uh, a a constantly evolving philosophy um uh, and what else i don't know <laughs> so okay so what did she think of the film did you when you showed her the film what did she think of it um she thinks it's Little bit awkward. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so so this film will probably not get released publicly. Oh really? So you're just showing at the festivals? Yeah. Because she's that uncomfortable about it? Yeah. So it's only for festivals. So what did you think about the audience feedback video that I sent you? Um what? The audience feedback video. The the oh, audience... oh that one. Yeah. I mean I'm so glad that people have those kind of understanding. Yeah. Did she watch it or no? Um no. <laughs> she won't watch it? Um because she don't speak English that well. Gotcha. So you we have, we have we have to translate it. We have to translate Um yeah. So if we translate it, do you think she'll watch it? Yeah, I let her watch it, of course. Okay, because it, it's I think that she she it's it's sometimes people she forgets it's not, it, of course it's about her right, but it's something it's about something bigger than her. Yeah, so that's yeah. why people should watch it because it's not a it's like it's a you know what I mean it's a, she's a symbol of something. Yeah, right, absolutely right, but also this comes to a dilemma of documentary so. Um, in many times, the most awkward things it's the uh, most most worst telling, actually. So um, I think this is something that all documentary filmmakers will face on some stage of their life. Uh, you can relate to the free solo, uh, which Jimmy Chen had to record the free solo, which is yeah, very dangerous stuff. Uh, and yeah, it, it comes with a lot of difficulty. And so I think as audience, people should really be uh, have a compassion to filmmakers. It's really hard to make things happen. Yeah, of course. And you made it happen. And you made it happen with this film. So hopefully we'll, like, she'll be able to watch it with the English. Uh, I, I, I think it's important that 
this film gets 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 seen by as many people as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So you are you going to make more films, or what's your what's your are you what's your future filmmaking? Yeah. So I I'm currently editing a simple documentary for one of my alpinist film, alpinist frame. Sorry, alpinist climber friend. Uh, and then some unclimbed mountain in China. Uh, that will be quick. And I also have a big project that might be 40 minutes. Um, it's been delayed for three years. It's also about mountaineering, about alpinism and mental health. Mm. Um, I don't know when it will come out, but um, I, I will make it happen. And I am also open for other ideas. <laughs> Gotcha. Well, let's talk again when you make your next film, because I think uh, you're onto something. And uh, I wish you the best. You have so many, like you said, yeah, it's a, it's an easy, it's a, it's a good problem to have. The career, where you want to go in your career. I guess you have, you have some choices to make. I guess, right? Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, in the following years, I'm, I'll be mostly engineer. But after that, I might turn the dial back. Turn the dial back. Yeah. And you're, you're in Northern California. That's where the, that seems to be where the magic happens too. So, <laughs> so enjoy yeah. yourself. And let's talk again when you make your next film. Thank you very much. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, for me.